many years ago, I started running Sunday Fun Days, which was a Sunday Fun Day. It was a community of people where my wife and I volunteered our time to train people for free. And what I realized was it wasn't so much that people don't know what to do. They really are missing why they're doing it and about how to do it the most effectively, you know, for them to not only experience results, but do it in a way that was sustainable. You know, a lot of people believe that, oh, if I can't go to the gym five days a week, what's the point? And I'm like, well, that's the wrong idea, right? Because we all know what to do. It's all about, do. and that's why I always talk in the show about, I think tracking or having some type of system or some yes. type of thing that supports us because we already all know what we should do. It, clearly there's a missing link between that knowledge and the execution. Yes, a thank huge you. gap there that thank that's you. what uh so tell us what is here's the gap what, filler. Uh, yeah, I'll give yeah. you the gap filler, okay? And so what I put I produced a program for people where they commit two percent of every twenty-four hours, right? It doesn't sound like a lot. So every twenty-four hours every day of that time. Two percent of the that day. Time. That's right. It's thirty minutes a day, okay? That's it. It's just thirty minutes. That's but it's two percent of every twenty-four hours, right? Okay, well, yeah. Not very much. Not very much at all. In fact, I, I always challenge people. I'm like, take your phone out, go to the screen time section and, and tell me what your daily screen time use is on various apps. I know already people probably have apps that they're on more than 30 minutes a day. So it's not like we don't have the time, but we don't have the intentional energy to put it in the right thing to produce the right results. So what I did was I wanted to make it easy for people. It's 15 minutes of movement with purpose. So that's moving your body. Body weight base. No, you don't need weights. You don't need a fancy gym. You need enough room to put a towel down on the floor. You've got more than enough room to do a great workout in 15 minutes. At the end of 15 minutes, you do five minutes of mindful meditation. Because it, I know a lot of people struggle with meditation. It's a lot easier to focus on your breath when you're coming down from a workout. <laughs> right? Because we're trying to steady our heart, steady our breath. So I find it's a wonderful way to introduce the concept of meditation for people. We're controlling our breath to slow our heart rate, to bring our focus in, to turn that focus internal, to calm ourselves. After that five minutes, you then take, with this focused, you input 10 minutes of focused personal development. That would be like listening to a great podcast like yours, David. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, <laughs> maybe listening to a TED Talk, like my TED Talk, or, or talking to a coach, me, you know, connecting with a mentor, reading a great book, or listening to an audiobook. There's so many ways that you can fill your mind with something positive. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying hours. I'm not saying five pages or three pages. I'm like, just 10 minutes. You might want to go longer. You might feel inspired and keep going. That's fine. But the program is set. It's just non-negotiable 30 minutes every day where you prioritize your own self-care. And that's it. And I invite people to do that for 28 days straight. And then you take seven days off and then you commit to do it again. And you wash, rinse, repeat. And I've never had anybody ever message me to say that they haven't experienced a humongous shift in their life after just 28 days. I have yet to have that conversation. And, and I'm very proud of this, you know, and uh, I've had thousands upon thousands of people go through the program. Uh, I give the program away for free because I don't want costs, money to be a block for people to get healthy. I just, I, I believe we all deserve access to health, you know, and resiliency that we achieve through the health. So um, that's the whole life fitness manifesto. I love it because one, I had a therapist that she told me, um, and I came to the same conclusion, 
that the biggest problem to people uh, in terms of not being able to do the things that they want to do is overwhelm. Yes, you're right. And I, I came to that conclusion. Then she said it to me, so it was like, wow. And uh, by doing the 2%, which is 30 minutes, but sounds much less if you say 2%. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's the copywriter in me. <laughs> <laughs> you basically, uh, it's kind of a way to solve that problem of overwhelm. Like, because everybody's heard, like all these YouTubers tell you, you know, you got to do this, that, that. David Goggins, like I ran for a hundred wow. hours straight. It's like, it's too much. Yeah. Um, so, so it's all about those little steps that are more powerful than the big ones. Like everything in life is almost counterintuitive. So that's one way that would mess it up by, and I've done this for years, like so many big goals, so many days, I'm going to do all these things. Then you don't do anything. So it's just like start small, 2% that's 30 minutes a day. That 30 minutes is like consistent. You know, you, it's, it's hard to, yeah, like if somebody tells you, go, you got to run all this stuff. It's easy to make an excuse, but if you make it small. So I love that. So in terms of the relationship, um, mm -hmm. so tips, like, do you have things that you do with uh, your wife? Absolutely. Like, that people can implement that, you know, you feel that really are, is important. Well, just like what we experienced with Whole Life Fitness Manifesto and that small, seemingly very small deposit of time daily into oneself, we recognize that equally making deposits in the person that we count as one of our, our, our life partner, if that should be a, as good of a priority, if not most important, you know, I mean, obviously you got to look after yourself first so you can look after others. We all know that cliche, right? About the airplane. Um, but, but, you know, moving past that cliche, when it comes to our relationships, I mean, how active are we in constantly wanting to rediscover things about our partner? And, and I know for myself, I found myself distracted and getting very complacent. But when I went through those internal shifts, I realized that my relationship was really lacking. And so creating intention to make it better was very important to me. And so the way that we started that was we created a non-negotiable night every week where we would sync up our calendars and we would let anybody and everybody know that if we ever were invited on Saturday nights after 5 p.m. to do something, it was either we're doing it as a couple or we're saying no. As we said, 5 to 10 p.m. And that was it. It was non-negotiable. One night a week was just for us to connect. And I'll tell you, he David. dates, he planned like a romantic dinner. We, it, well, sometimes it'd be Netflix and chill and over, ordering Uber Eats, right? Like, again, I think if you get really into the minutia and you're trying to be prescriptive with what to do and how to do it, yada, 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 you create barriers for yourself, mm. you know? Because then you start to believe that if I can't do it, at least to that extent, what's the point? Yeah. Because I, I, and I see this and I found myself thinking that way too. Okay. And, but that's why I'm not prescriptive, but I do say you've got five hours. Maybe you're going to eat. Maybe you go for a walk. Like this is my wife and I will sometimes go for a walk. We'll go grab a coffee. Maybe we'll have a snack or an appy at like a tapas bar. Um, I mean, we just do different stuff. Sometimes we go to a movie. We're not worried about what the activity is as long as we're together doing it. Got it. So that's the basic. And then whatever comes up, that's like the extra. That is. And, and I will tell you, this is something that we do do is we take turns every other week. I plan and then the opposite week she plans. Got it. So that way the responsibility is shared. 
but also it creates a little bit of intrigue, a little bit of excitement. I don't know what she's got uh, planned for Saturday night. Well, she doesn't night. tell you until the moment. No, until the night, right? And oh, that's cool. I mean, sometimes we might get some notice a couple days before, but and sometimes we might not even have anything planned, but we're like, hey, you know what? It's Saturday morning. I think we're going to do this tonight. Okay, great. <laughs> you know, she, again, you want to have fun. All right. Do something that brings you closer together. One of our favorite things to do is escape rooms. We love escape rooms. Oh, really? I'm and I know some people say, no, no, that's a sure way to get divorced. But, you know, <laughs> and we've had our moments. I'll trust me. We've had our moments. But we enjoy that. It's a fun activity that you can do with somebody. It only lasts like an hour. And uh, and it challenges you in so many different ways, right? It's like so, a little adventure you went on together. You had to figure out yeah, how to uh, yeah, yeah. escape the room. <laughs> it's fun though, right? Like, and, yeah. and again, don't be so prescriptive that all of a sudden, if you can't do it, because I, I see this with people that have morning rituals, you know, like there's so many of those books out there, right? Yeah. And I think that's wonderful because people want a system. But if you've gone from doing zero and now you're trying to do 10 things every morning, I mean, that is a big change very fast. And I see a lot of people get frustrated or feel like they're failing because they might do great for a week, two weeks. Then all of a sudden, oh man, I only got two of my 10 things done this morning. Oh, geez. And they start to feel bad about that, which will ultimately create the barrier to stop. Yeah. And it's the overwhelm. You put your morning routine, 10 things, you wake up and you're like, oh my God, just to get to start my day, I do this 10 things. I'll better not do them. So I also agree that the morning routines are better to very simple 20, 30 minutes the complete morning routine because I've had morning routines that it's like three hours. <laughs> oh, David, it's like, how the hell you did that, man? That's I did awesome. like this, I did that, I da, 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 and then wow. I finished and it's like, it's 11 a.m. and I just finished my morning routine and it's like, oh my God. So I just keep it short, you know, uh, easy. Uh, if, it's, if it's overwhelming, it's you're eventually going to stop doing it. So Correct. it's Absolutely. so important to just keep things simple, you know. Um, let's see here. So... In terms of, of your relationship, I'm curious. Mm -hmm. And besides that, you know, everybody has difficult, I mean, times with their partner. You have a way to kind of deal with that. Is there like something that you, you do? Uh, well, listen, we, we hear often about, um, okay, I, actually, you know, I'm gonna share a book. There's a book by Gay Hendricks. His first book's called The Big Leap. And I highly recommend that book to anybody. Um, it, it talks about how to work through limiting beliefs, but also how to recognize those patterns where we self-sabotage and, and ways to overcome that. So it's a really powerful book. And it's uh, actually for all my coaching clients, it's a required reading before they start working with me. Wow. That's how much I believe in that book. Um, next to that is a re two relationship books that have been instrumental in my wife and I's relationship in our 23 years. The first one's the five love languages. My past guest just talked about, talked about that. It, it's awesome. It, it's also been great for us as parents. Um, me as a leader of various companies and organizations, whether startups or established, uh, because everyone can relate to those five. Like when you start to understand how to recognize in certain people, how they want to be appreciated or how they feel loved or, or cared for, you can start to make sure that you acknowledge that with those individuals, right? Like I, I my wife as an example, she's very much an uh, acts of service kind of person. So this acts of service just, I won't get into it because you obviously probably had the last speaker that you talked to about this going into the details, but my wife is someone that likes active service. So if I help out around the house, 
I do some vacuuming, I do some cleaning, I take the garbages out, and I do all that stuff without her even asking, she feels very loved. She feels very supported. And in fact, uh, we joke around, I call it porn for housewives, okay? Because she always gets excited when I do that stuff, all right? <laughs> so if I want to get some nooky, see, I just do some house cleaning, all right? <laughs> when she sees you with the vacuum, that's kind of a... It's on, man. It's, it's on. on. <laughs> she hears that vacuum noise and it's go. It, we're getting randy, yeah. But um, so there's that as an example. And myself, I'm words of affirmation. As you probably have already picked up, you know, me talking about wanting to be validated and all that stuff as a kid, right? Mm -hmm. Um And so she knows that. So she'll be, she's very good. And now she does it sparingly. So, because, you know, if you compliment people too much, you acknowledge the good things too much. Yeah. I mean, it, it just loses its loses. effect. Yeah. Can you uh, tell us like examples for the woman listening? Like, what type of things can they tell their husband that, for example, for you, your favorite type of compliments or favorite type of little comments? Well, I'll give you an example. So, my wife and I and my kids, we've been very active in, a, in an organization called Toastmasters. And Toastmasters is a public speaking organization. Also, it helps people develop leadership skills. It's just something I've been a part of going on, I don't know, about 15 years. Right around the same time that I stopped drinking, I, I needed new association. I needed to also learn how to communicate without alcohol. So it became an organization that really helped me with that, as well as dealing with my anxiety when it came to speaking in public. That's what I was saying before, David, had I not made that change, There's no way I was getting on to do a podcast. I mean, forget that, <laughs> you know? Um, but so these things have supported me in these changes. And uh, my wife, you know, she'd be very quick to say, you know what? I'm really proud of you today. That speech you gave, I saw a couple people that really resonated with them. I'm really proud of you, you know? Or, hey, babe, I, I you know, she, my family, I would drag them around. I, I compete in CrossFit. So my wife and my kids would often come to go to all the competitions with me. And she'd be very quick, you know, she'd you know, you did great today. I know you didn't win and I know you're upset about that, but man, your performance was awesome today, especially when you did this, this, and this, you know, like just reminding me of the things that I can celebrate and I can acknowledge as being awesome. But, you know, sometimes we're very, let's just say, uh, narrow minded or, or short sighted when it comes to some of our own things and our own perspective on ourselves. So she's really good at acknowledging those. And, um, And it makes me feel good. It makes me feel more confident in myself, right? Uh, and even just when she sees me down, like when my anxiety gets bad sometimes, David, I just, I shut down, I, I, I withdraw, I, I need private time. It's, it's, it's also part of being an introvert, right? I need to recharge. I need some of that solo time by myself, but she'll look at me and she'll support me with that. And she'll say, you know, it's going to be okay. I see you, I love you, and I'm here to support you. Let me know how I can help. Just her saying that. I feel a weight lifted off my shoulders. Even if I don't even ask her for any help, just knowing that she's there and she said that is enough to make me feel better. So those are just a few of the examples that are very, very real for me and, and things that I've experienced with my wife that I know has made a big difference. But I love that. you want to be specific to however they like to feel loved and supported. And that's why the five love languages is really good. I love that. So it's basically try and er trial and error to kind of see which one Well, uh, go to the website. There's a free quiz. And the quiz I find is like 90% accurate. It's not ever going to be perfect, but it's pretty damn close. Okay. And it's free. You just go on, you put in your email and then you're going to get on their email list. But it's actually, they've got really good emails. So it's, it's, it's worth it. Um, but they'll send you your quiz results and they'll say, this is your primary and this is your secondary language. And this is what it means. 
And uh, it's really helpful. I, I, I do recommend to my clients to always do the quiz with their spouses so they can learn a bit more about how each other feel appreciated and loved. Wow. No, that's awesome. And thank you so much for that. Yeah, you're um, welcome, David. So you're big on balance, right? Sort of. I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> Only because, you know, this idea of, of it's like time management, right? Time management, work-life balance. There are these terms that we hear and we're like, oh, that yeah. sounds so nice. <laughs> but we yeah. all struggle with actually doing it, <laughs> right? And, and so as an example, time management, stop. Everybody's listening and watching, stop trying to manage your time and start managing your commitments, right? What are you committing to do? Why are you committing to do it? And how much time are you going to commit to do that thing? Because we all have limited inventory when it comes to our time. And listen, life's way too short to do this crap that we don't want to be doing, you know? So um, my, my encouragement is just start managing your time and practice time blocking. So you can start to visualize what those commitments look like on a week-to-week -week basis and make sure you're prioritizing the important things like your 30 minutes a day for yourself, <laughs> all right? Um, so that's one thing. And then as far as work-life balance, this ties into that idea because if we realize um, wherever our focus goes, our energy flows, as uh, Tony Robbins is well known for saying, you know, where our attention goes, our energy flows, right? And uh, once we're focusing on one thing, you can't look at anything else. Your eyes are looking over here. You can't see what's going on over here. Oh, I'm going to turn. I'm going to look over here because I'm trying to find balance. <laughs> I'm switching my attention. But now this area is blind. So what I would encourage people to try to do is forget trying to find balance or equilibrium. Try to create harmony, mm -hmm. right? Try to create this harmony where the things sort of flow back and forth into each other. Because they do. Most of our professional and personal are so tightly intertwined. I don't really know many people where they have complete compartmentalization when it comes to what they do for work and how they live their life. The two are very complementary. They may not like what they're doing professionally and it might be affecting their personal, fair enough. But regardless, the two are interconnected. And we are the connecting factor, right? Us as the human being participating in both sides. And so if we find harmony, just like music, when you have harmony, it's amazing. That's how you get beautiful music. You get one person or an instrument out of key or offbeat, it doesn't feel so good or sound so good. Same applies to this idea of work life. So looking to create harmony. So it, walk me through kind of the actual, you know, the way you actually do it day by day. So let's say, let's just say, just for an example sake, you have three commitments, right? Well, let's just, let's just talk about an average person. So we got a commitments, family commitments, we got work commitments. Yeah. We got what, like body and health commitments. How do you, how many, how do you do it? Like, do you divide it between like those categories? Yes, oh. so being financially responsible is important. Um, and so this, this idea of the finances would be my work and how I'm gonna either create money or make the opportunity for future money, right? And I block that in and I use a color for that on my calendar. You, most of the time it's green, right? Green also means money, right? So it's green. <laughs> And I'll block that in throughout the week. My client conversations, maybe discovery conversations, any keynotes that are coming up, anything that's really involved with my business side. When it comes to family, I use pink for those blocks of time. When it comes to my fitness, I use red 
All right. When it comes to some of the other stuff, like maybe an in a, a, a in-person meeting, like going for a coffee with a friend or is that connection, which I also sort of classify in her family, I might use yellow for that. So when I look at my calendar, I know, oh, there's a yellow, yellow, yellow. Those are things where I'm actually going to have to go somewhere that time for that appointment. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, though, because it's one thing to have all these colors and to recognize that I'm blocking in the things that are important to me throughout the week. But if we're not constantly looking and analyzing and also forecasting and reviewing, then we don't really get the full picture nor the full benefit. And this is what I mean. I look at my calendar on that weekly basis. If I've only got one block of red on there on one day, that means I've only got fitness prioritized one day out of the next seven. I now know I've got some imbalance, right? Because I've got, oh my goodness, I got like 20 blocks of green. Looks like I got a lot of work happening next week, but I've only put in one block of time for my fitness, my health. There's a challenge there. And I know if I keep going down that trend, it's going to create problems for me later. Mental health challenges, because I'm not going to feel good about myself. I'm going to feel sluggish. My sleep patterns are going to be poorer. I'm going to deal with my anxiety, my stress a lot more because I'm not working out, which helps me offset that. Also, I know nutritionally, when I'm not prioritizing my health, I make poorer decisions when it comes to how I eat. So this is one way that by using this color coding or this time block with color coordination for your values, you can start to understand where the imbalances are in your, your life. And then you can consciously and purposefully make changes, you know, start mm. blocking in more of those colors. So if family is something that you're feeling really disconnected on, well, you're going to make sure that you get a bunch more blocks this week of intentional time with family or friends or those deeper connections and so, so forth. You keep repeating, you know? I absolutely love it. I love it. One question I have is, yeah. do you have a set amount of time per week or you just kind of no. intuitively just Correct. start plotting things? Now, I've been doing this, okay? Uh, I mean, I started doing this actually without really understanding the full impact right before I made the big changes 15 years ago. So I had started about a year before that really using Google Calendar. But I wasn't using it this way to sort of find balance, if you will, or harmony, more importantly. Once I started to look at it that way, it made it much more intentional when I came time to put energy into certain things. Um, but I'm not so prescriptive that I have to have so many blocks of red, so many blocks of green, so many blocks of pink, you know, pinks for my family stuff with my girls. Um, like, I'm not prescriptive to say, oh, if I don't get five blocks in, oh boy, I'm failing. You know, because again, mm -hmm. I think when we do that and we set that sort of prescriptive yeah. approach, it just creates opportunity for failure because I'll tell you right now, you can have the best plan in the world, best intentions in the world, but then you might wake up in the morning and the car doesn't start. Yeah. And it's like, oh crap, <laughs> you know, I had yeah. this appointment, I had this family thing, I'm, I'm, my whole day is going to change now. Oh, yeah. poor me, right? Well, today's a write-off, forget it. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I'll have that pizza at lunch now, you know, like. It's, it's amazing how we let a little thing, that slippery slope become a big slope. And, and so I'm, I'm very, I'm very critical on this. You know, I invite people, don't worry about how much you will intuitively know. The more you do this, you're going to recognize what you need more of and just make sure you prioritize some time for whatever that is, you know? So, so, okay. So you, it's Sunday, you, Sunday, you take your time. That's probably, you already have it planned out when you're going to do it. 
Yep. You plan your entire week off with the time blocks, trying to make it balanced. Now it's the day, the next day or whatever day, you wake up, you look at your calendar, and then you start kind of doing that. And then how do you switch? How do you make sure that you're not just stay doing that thing? Do you put like an alarm to trigger you to do the next thing? Or how how do you do it in the moment? What's happening in the moment? You, you could be, like I've got reminders set because I've got everything synced up with my Google Calendar. So I'll get the notification on my phone. Oh, I've got this appointment at this time. Or I, I'm I'm really good at honoring my commitments, but also mm. please note, I, I, I don't paint my calendar all these different colors where it becomes this, this mosaic of colors. I have a lot of empty space. Oh, okay. Because that free space is opportunity for me to do things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, but it doesn't mean I have to, but I've got space to do things, but also space to allow things to move into the next thing. Right? Like if I've got fitness blocked for one hour, but I'm at the gym, I'm having fun. A friend shows up, I'm halfway through the workout. So we decided to do something else. Well, now I'm going to stay for an hour and a half. So an extra 30 minutes. I had space there so I could do that, you know? It, so even though you I allocate the minimum. The brim. You don't feel your whole scat- calendar no. of stacked. I used you. to, so just full disclosure, David, I used to do it that way, okay? When I first started, and then I would find out I'd have meetings running into other meetings and that created stress. And, you know, you start pushing it and you just, you know, it becomes really hard, right? Because all of a sudden it's like, oh, my whole day's off now. I'm, I'm like 20 minutes behind. I'm like, where am I going to make up my 20 minutes? And it, it becomes overwhelming and, and stressful. So. I'm very quick to let people know, don't over commit your calendar. Cause that's most where most of us run into problems. It's the yeah. over committing, right? It's the greed of wanting to do too much. FOMO. <laughs> FOMO. And also and saying it, yes to just opportunity. I used to deal with that all the time. I had to learn how to say no and be okay with no. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've tried to do like the calendar thing, but I, I stacked it to the oh, brim. That's tough. And then it doesn't work. And then. Yeah. So I love it. So how much, like, let's say in a normal day, you're looking at your calendar. Um, what percentage of it do you feel? Obviously, the waking time. Mm-hmm. And how much percentage, roughly, obviously, do you kind of let those bra- those spaces for it to? Well, like today, let's just, uh, I've had, you know, a, a couple podcast conversations, a couple client calls. Um, I've got a coaching session this afternoon, and then I've also got my workout blocked. And then I'm having dinner with my wife. But as much as that sounds like a ton, that's spread out over, uh, an, I think it's 11 hour period, you know, between 8 a.m. To, to, to like seven o'clock tonight, you know? Um, but there's a couple blocks of two and two and a half hour blocks where I'm not doing anything. And, mm-hmm. but during those, I've got things that I'm working on. I've got a couple of keynotes coming up. So I'm gonna use some of that time to, to, to practice some of that stuff, refine some of my notes. You know, but I'm not stressed out because it's not like I had this thing that I had to do in that block of time. I, I just asked myself, what do, what's what's taking a lot of brain space for me right now? You know, what am I thinking of? What am I feeling anxious around? And I'm like, well, I'm feeling anxious about my talk in two days. Well, I'm going to go do something to deal with that, right? And so I'll take this free time and I'm going to use it for that. Or I want to go for a walk. You know, it's a beautiful sunny day today. You know, I don't have anything after this. <laughs> As I mentioned to you before, I'm going to go outside and go for a walk or go for a bike ride when we're done today, you know, before my workout later. And, uh, but I got the space to do that, you know? And, and I think that's important of having space. Like it's, it's, I, I get it. I know there's some people and especially the younger guys, the younger generation, I see them like, it's that Gary Vaynerchuk approach, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. Before you say his name, I exactly was thinking of him. 
hustle, hustle, hustle. I fell into that. It's I crazy. fell into that so hard. Me and too. It's like yeah. no balance and, you know, balance is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And it's not. And it's not about if it's bullshit or not. It's that anything in life that you don't do, it's going to catch up on, catch up with you. So that was me. I was like, I'm just going to work my ass up. I don't care about anything else. So suddenly you don't have any friends. Yeah. Suddenly uh, you hate your life. Suddenly you're overweight. Well, that's out of balance. So you should have been being in balance before, before it got out of balance. Right. right? So well said. I mean, oh man, I, uh, hustle culture is hard. Huh? Yeah. It's brainwashes you, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. it's I, I always life. say it's burnout, man. You're gonna be you're gonna burn out. Like you will burn out. I, I tell that to everybody that has that sort of mentality. It's like, it's just a matter of when. You know, it's not a matter of if. It's when, and uh, it happens. Yeah. I've, I've burnt out twice. Once I had to be hospitalized for it. So wow. Yeah, it was. But I also learned at that time I have a chronic autoimmune condition, which I was unaware of, which then just showed me how much stress could have a negative impact on my life if it went unchecked, you know, unmanaged. Because chronic stress is the pandemic of our life. You know, like uh, for our generation, it's it's chronic stress that's killing us, you know? And, uh, and I, you know, you don't have to quote me on this. You just go look at the World Health Organization. They were the ones that have been quoted on this. They're the ones looking at the data from around the world. And it's all these preventable conditions, but it's the untreated chronic stress that's really creating a lot of these lifestyle ailments. And uh, me with an autoimmune condition, um, if I go too long with not checking that stress, my immune system crashes, I get really sick, or sometimes I need to be hospitalized, right? So it's just not worth it to me. I'm like, no, I'm going to keep my life going the way it is because that's how I can thrive, you know? Yeah, that's that's... You know, that asteroid can hit the world tomorrow. You know, you don't want it to be spent. Like, for, for example, me, I look at my last six years of my life. I'm like, what did I do besides work? Nothing. You know, it's like, that's not good. You know, and it took me a long time to realize it. And uh, so, I mean, it, it is uh, kind of unfortunate. So um, please tell us, uh, work. you know, what is your coaching program? You know, where can people find you? All, you know, all that you do. We'll ask the easy question. No, I, I'm just joking. Um, listen, I have lots of different ways that I serve my communities. And uh, whether personally or professionally, uh, people that know my professional background, I do do a lot of consulting and business coaching, um, but just do word of mouth referrals. And uh, it, it, and again, that's my choice, right? Um, but where I do support a lot more people is on the personal lifestyle side of things, uh, especially when it comes to making health changes. And uh also being a neural change practitioner, I help people really with rewiring the brain as well as the behavior change to make the health leaps and bounds, right? And so there's lots of different ways to do that, whether it be my book or different programs. But I always say everything's got to start with a conversation. And the easiest way to start that conversation is on social media, you know, and I'm most active on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. It's just my name, Di Manuel. It's, I know it's a unique name, a little weird, but don't yeah. worry. SEO loves me because I'm the only one with it. <laughs> oh, wow. You'll find me. And also my website has 1800 articles on it. I've been blogging since 2007. All content that's free, just there to help people with the, these changes, whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, you name it. I've got some content to help you. And, uh, and that's where we can start, you know? I love that. So people, if you want to connect with you, the best way is go on one of these social media platforms. Look at you, look you up, DA. I, Manuel, M-A-N-U-L. I mean, some of the title is going to show notes, but still some people are listening and they want to be typing it. Sounds and good. then 
they should just message you right on the spot and you know start a conversation there. Maybe just just tell me, hey, I heard you and David talking, and this is a change I'm working on. You know, like I love hearing about what people are working towards. I, I think it's it's powerful. You know this probably better than anybody, David. Is you know it's one thing to have a goal in mind, and if we hold on to it, we keep it in our head. Well, the likelihood of us succeeding with that goal is very little. You talk about it, even more people. You know, you 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 write about it, more people. But if you write and talk and ask someone to hold you accountable to it, the likelihood of you succeeding is extremely high. And I love hearing about how people are succeeding. So uh, just like you, David, I mean, I just got to honor you. Uh, it's amazing what you do. Thank you for creating this platform and this podcast because these conversations that you're capturing, my goodness, we need more of it in the world. So thanks for being a great role model for all of us. And I hope I can follow suit when I launch my podcast. Thank you so much, Zaino. And I wanted you also to, can you tell us about your books? I'm really curious. Uh, oh, sure. Tell us about your books, you know, what are the names of them? What are they about? And then uh, in Amazon, you know, how should they look? Yeah. Like? Well, if you're in North America and even actually there's other parts of the world, I found my books in various bookstores, which is really crazy. In India and also in Thailand and, and wow. poor, weirdest things. Oh See my, my book on those, those stores, right? And uh, wow. But in North America, Barnes & Noble and in Canada, Indigo Chapters. Uh, but the easiest way for most, just on Amazon. And the Whole Life Fitness Manifesto is the main book that most people will find when they look me up. Um, but just check it out, you know? And and the cool thing is, is I've got my new website going live and my new community going live. The Whole Life Fitness Manifesto program is free. It always will be free. So you don't even have to buy the book to do it. And I know my publisher, she really gets mad at me when I say that, but I don't care because it's my book and I can do whatever I want. So I, um, I, I invite people, just come visit my website. You'll be able to sign up there. And uh, it's a 28-day journey that I'll guide you on. And if you don't see some big changes, I want to know about it. Because that means I didn't do my job well enough to help you. And and I would mm -hmm. be very upset if that wasn't if that was the case. So uh, please give me a chance to make it right, you know? So your website is not yet up, but still, um, today is September 2023. So... If you're listening to this in the future, yep. which obviously you will, but I mean, way in the future, it's going to be up. So you might as well, uh, you know, give us the link if you already have sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Just diamondwell.com, just my main website. And there will be a button in the top right corner that says join the community. You click on that, follow the steps, and then you're in. You'll be in the community. Lots of great resources, videos, tutorials, access to any and all of my courses. Not all of them are free. I've only got two or three that are free. I've got the Sugar Detox program. I've also got the Discover Your Purpose program, and then I've got the Whole Life Fitness Manifesto. All of those are free. So I, I always just say, just get in there. Just, you know, even if you just did the free stuff, man, it is a wonderful place to start doing some of the things that we've talked about today, David, on this conversation. And uh, I, I love just seeing people discovering themselves that potential that they didn't realize they had. And, and that's what gets me so excited is when I see people go, I can do this. And in fact, I did it. Right. It's, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know if you like Nike or not, but um, I'm a big Nike fan. And uh, I think the slogan, just do it is awesome. But you know, what's better than that. Being able to say, I just did it, you know, because that's your, your, you accomplishing what you set out to do. I think that's even better than just do it. It's like, no, just did. Right. And I know Nike's going to send me a cease and desist one of these days, you know? <laughs> but there we go. You know, that's what I'm saying. No, man, I love it. It's been awesome meeting you. Um, you know, Likewise. for the people that are listening, you know, Dai is like, what is your age again? Sorry. I'm 40, almost 47. Almost 47. He's, he's almost 47. He looks like, you know, a 26 year old surfer, you know, in Hawaii or something. 
you know, uh, he's like full of life. So this guy knows, he knows what he's talking about when he's talking about health. And uh, well, guys, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for your time and all your knowledge. I loved it. And uh, we'll keep in touch, brother. Oh, we will. I hope to get down there to see you. And if uh, worst case scenario, you get up to Vancouver, you better come and see me. Uh, But either way, I know we're going to talk again because when I have my podcast come out, you're going to be on it, man. So. uh,